Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. And it is a real live practice report. Buckeyes still two days away from the start of spring camp, but Ryan Day previewed that for the media today, about uh, 45 minutes, talking about football again and a return to normalcy. And oh my God, it felt so good. To have a practice report brought to you by Byers Auto and get some new football information. Not sure exactly, again, how much we'll see over the next month, but we get to talk to the Buckeyes frequently. We get some information, and uh, I I just couldn't be more excited, Berm. Neither could Ryan Day. You could see it on his face. He was extremely relaxed. He was extremely jovial. Uh, you know, I think that the uh, the weight of the last year plus uh, has sort of started to fall off of his shoulders a little bit, and he just looked like a, a pretty low-key happy dude today. Like, I mean, uh, making jokes about stuff. I mean, that's, you know. Uh, you got to like it. Yeah, since we'd been, you know, having to go through this Zoom format with him, they were all like really straightforward. There wasn't a lot of that personality that I think that Ryan Day is really, for anybody who's spent much time around him, he likes to have a good time. He likes to smile and joke. He doesn't always want to be ultra serious. And you could tell that the last year stressed him out. So what you're talking about, Berm, you could see that you're talking about, you know, his high school hoops career and what he wants to get accomplished this spring. And, you know, you could, a smile was was coming more easily for him, and they're not out of the woods. He did talk about last week feeling like he got punched in the face again when Ohio State had to pause for a couple of days. Didn't last as long as they anticipated, which was initially a seven day pause. Wound up just being three after some additional tests. But you know, the vaccines are coming for kids 16 and over in the state of Ohio. Uh, there's no mandate that the Buckeyes are going to have to take that across the board, but they can, and I imagine that most of them will, if not all of them. Uh, and then maybe more sense of normalcy returns for the Buckeyes moving forward, Spencer. Yeah, it just seems like a, a bright day for the program, you know, a bright time to be with the program because, you know, Ryan Day seems happy. They had seven full weeks of lifting, which they didn't get uh, as much as they should have. They, they get a full spring practice that they they hope that they get a full spring practice. He seemed very well rested and just ready to, to attack this thing. And I think they're just excited that they get these 15 spring practices that they didn't get last year. So I just think it's a good time to be in their shoes right now. And who else? I mean, what else could we be excited about? We have like nine months or seven months worth of quarterback drama and quarterback controversy to talk about. And nothing moves the dial like a QB derby. Let's I'm, derby. I'm going to try not to talk about it that much because, look, the, the simple truth is that this is not going to be over in the middle of April. Um, and Ryan Day has talked about this in the past. I mean, it wasn't even over in April when Justin Fields was the one competing to be the starter. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, it was. We've, we've been through this already with him before um, in quarterback battles where – one through 15, that's how he views March and April, and then 16 starts again in August. There's no incentive to rush to a decision. Uh, I mean, hey, if somebody took this by bull by the horns and was far and away the answer, maybe that would be a different approach. I'm not sure that that's going to happen either, uh, even though I've talked with both of you guys that I think that C.J. Stroud will have the edge. I don't know that it's going to be significant enough that you make a public declaration, again, because he didn't do that with Justin Fields two years ago, when everyone in the world knew that he would be the starting quarterback. Yeah, but you also see today, like Ryan Day have to kind of even acknowledge like just a change of football, right? Like he's talking about how he hasn't had a quarterback for a long-term run. And he already starts to put a 
asterisk, maybe two years. Like he's talking about having a quarterback for three years, maybe two. Like he's already in his mind thinking if CJ Stroud wins this job that he could be gone after next year. And so then like you have to start this whole process over again. And, you, you know, he mentioned that he, he's a the, the type of coach that thinks that a good coach adapts to the players around him. And I think that that's what makes this quarterback competition really interesting is that I don't think there's a huge difference in style and or um, talent in these three guys as far as what they can do. I think McCord, McCord has a slightly bigger arm. I think that Stroud is maybe a little bit more complete as a player right now, but uh, and, and Miller has more experience as as a player um, playing in you know in Arizona and playing for four years on varsity and that kind of stuff. So you maybe start to see little areas where they each have a, a slight advantage, but it's nothing that's going to propel one ahead of the other until what Ryan Day said. Can you pass the tests? And even into spring, you have to think about Justin Fields went four of 13 in his spring game. So as you move through this spring, you just you'll see flashes of this. What a bomb. Oh, man. yeah. No kidding. No wonder don't the draft, scouts don't draft him in the top five. Yeah, no wonder the scouts have so many questions about him. He was four for 13 in the spring game. But, you know, each guy's going to have their little flash. Ryan Day is probably going to compliment one guy at a time with each uh you know, media availability we get with him. He's not going to tip his hand. Uh, I think it's going to be a very Belichickian uh, quarterback competition throughout the spring. But eventually, like you said, Austin, one of these guys is going to have a leg up. We just probably won't know it after the spring. I like the fact that Tom, that Bill Belichick had the same quarterback for 40 years and you, and we're, we're saying he has a Belichickian quarterback. Well, you know, Tom Brady had to battle every spring to keep that starting job. That's true. Sure. I just <laughs> meant like keeping your cards close to the vest is, is like a, a staple of what Belichick does. And I think Ryan's going to try to take a page out of that playbook with his quarterback. Coach. We're going to, going to roll some reps with Jared Stidham and Tom Brady and we'll see what <laughs> happens in May. Um, the reason that I think, I, you know, I'm going to try as much as we can uh, on rapid reaction and practice reports brought to you by Byers Auto to not talk solely about the quarterbacks, even though it's so important for a national title contender, is that there are a lot of other really intriguing position battles that are going on, uh, you know, starting on Friday. We've talked about some of them here in the offseason, but um, Ryan Day, you know, I just asked which one has your attention most, and he talked about really the linebackers, running backs, and secondary. Not a surprise. We've talked about those groups too, but um, I, I was a little bit – the fact that he included the secondary seems a little bit surprising to me, although it's probably just, you know, some leftover from looking at the stats and the, the way that they felt at the end of last year. You know, I think it's a it's not a concern competition. It's a healthy competition based on what they'll have. Court Williams uh, is not supposed to be able to do any contact until the end of camp, maybe some individual drills, and the same is true for Cameron Brown. Still plenty of guys that are going to be vying those jobs plus seven banks coming back josh proctor coming back and marcus williamson good mix of veteran and younger guys bro yeah i mean i think that's why ryan brings that up though is that the concern is not that you don't have enough players back there it's just you have a you don't have a lot of players who've played and especially a cornerback where you have cam brown going to be missing most of the spring after the achilles tear where you have court williams at safety now with marcus hooker being suspended again for a second ovi you don't know if he's going to be even on in, in the program come summertime so now there's just these questions proctor obviously stepped up in moments last year but he was inconsistent lathan ransom stepped up but he didn't play very much ronnie hickman stepped up but he didn't play very much so you just it's just about finding what he was talking about on the offensive line, like finding your best five, right? You got to just find those five. And I think the way that Ohio State recruits in the secondary, where there is a sort of um, multi-positional approach, there's not a true 
there's not a lot of true corners versus true safeties anymore in that in that back half. I think it's about the same thing. It's finding those top six and knowing exactly who you can trust because what the Buckeyes got exposed on last year was just the guys didn't always know what they were doing. Uh, and I think that, you know, you you hope that for Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes, they find that group very early. You touched on this. Sorry, I'll let you finish that, Spencer. But uh, just to, you know, wrap that up, uh, Ryan Day did address Marcus Hooker's uh, second charge for an OBI. No final decision has been made about his future with the program. Uh, he is currently suspended indefinitely. Uh, and I would add to that conversation, that, and people asked me about this last night, I, I'd be surprised if Marcus Hooker returns to Ohio State. Um, he you know, Ryan Day is going to let that legal proceeding play out, but doing that uh, twice is a problem right there. And either way, I don't really view Marcus Hooker as a key contributor for the Buckeyes at safety moving forward because of those names that you mentioned, Berm, with you know a healthy Court Williams, Lathan Ransom, Josh Proctor, uh, Bryson Shaw, Ronnie Hickman. Um, towards the end of the year, you could see Ohio State had, had sort of moved away from Marcus Hooker. There was one week he was unavailable, but others he could have played, and, and they purposefully did not use him in that role. I, I wouldn't read into this as a uh, a major move, no matter what happens for Marcus Hooker. I think that Ohio State was trending uh, away from him at this point anyway. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that because there are so many talented guys in that room that can do the same job and probably have uh, or either in a better headspace or or don't have the baggage that he now carries with a second OBI. I just think that that when you run a program the way Ohio State wants to and, and stay out of the news unless it's good news uh, when you're Ohio State, it just it's a it's almost a black eye for the program to have a guy with a second OVI. I just think that that's a little too much to overcome when you talk about getting into a, the coach's doghouse. I do think that going back to Berm's discussion on the secondary, when Ohio State has a good slot corner in the last few years, they've been able to take advantage on defense and do more things. I think slot corner is something I'm really going to pay attention to uh, this spring because there are guys who can play safety. There are guys who can play corner, but that slot cornerback spot is such a unique niche that I think they're going to have to find a guy to really establish himself there and be able to do everything that they want him to. Yeah, you look at the Marcus Hooker thing, and I'll wrap my bow on that. You talk about a guy who got busted for this problem as a freshman and now busted for it as a senior. And you just start to – you see very early in guys' careers sometimes if they have the ability to adjust and the ability to grow from the time they get on campus to when they don't. And unfortunately, like you saw, I mean, he was being moved away from in the secondary at the end of last year because there was just not the ability to trust him on the field. Uh, and now you're – your real question, the reason I think, again, to get back to the original point, that the secondary has to be a concern and a question mark because you just don't know who those five, six guys are going to be yet. Yeah, it's huge. It all starts on Friday. Uh, big competition touched on that. We're going to get into more with uh, the running backs and the linebackers as we go along. Friday, as you plan ahead, uh, the Buckeyes will be on the field in the morning at the Woody. That will be a closed practice afterwards. Uh, we are expecting to hear from Kerry Combs about that defense, Kevin Wilson, and then two guys who heard their name called a lot by Ryan Day today as taking the leadership reins for the Buckeyes. Uh, Thayer Munford, no surprise. Zach Harrison, a little bit of a surprise. And, um, you know, we'll hear from them. We'll stream that live at lettermanrow.com. As always, give you all full the best coverage that we possibly can throughout spring practice and the entire year. This has been Practice reports brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Berm and Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of the Buckeyes all year at lettermanrow.com.